Hey guys, this is Corey, and you are listening to the Bible Built Heathen Podcast. Here we discuss everything Bible and some of the oddities that come from the fundamentalist center of Christianity, known as the Bible Belt. Repentance! And awakened in hell! Falling headlong into hell fire! Don't mess with the King James Bible! Within a hundred years, a great majority of people in this building will possibly be in hell. For the devil and his angel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seen. You'll notice some updates to the background music and intro and some outros starting in this episode. I wasn't really sure if I liked the previous background music and all that fun stuff. I'm not super creative, but I'm not even sure if I like this one. It might change again. I have no idea. But we are off on another episode in our Speaking Christianity series, and we are going to be looking at the word Christos, the Greek word Christos, which is most of the time rendered in the New Testament Christ, as in Jesus Christ. And no, it's not Jesus' last name. And yes, that's actually a pretty common understanding in this part of the country. Now, the idea that Christ is Jesus' last name is one of the few things that actually just really makes me cringe because like 15 years ago when I was a teenager and I was sitting in Sunday school, this is one of those things that I actually believed. And it really just makes me shake my head, honestly, because let's say somebody comes into the church who's curious, right? They come into the church, they're really interested, and then this this type of information is just just propagated right within the church and and then all of a sudden they learn different and it's like have you have you guys been lying to me this whole time like what is going on and it's just it it's what gives the church a bad name these types of things really really get to me but that's that's my soapbox for this episode so let's just let's just get to the real info So again, this episode builds on the last two episodes when we're talking about the royal language that's being used and how Jesus is enthroned as king and then to have faith in this person, Jesus, is to have a believing loyalty in this king or in this high priest. The book of Hebrews really pushes that idea of Jesus being a a high priest. And I think this is underemphasized a lot. I've mentioned that a couple times But just keep that in the back of your mind as we kind of get going on this word. So we're looking at the Greek word Christos, right? And we need to go back to the Old Testament. Uh, In the Greek, it would be the Septuagint, which is the Greek version of the Old Testament, the Greek Bible that Paul, Jesus, more than likely would have used, right? And so this this term Christos, it's derived from the Greek word krio, which means to anoint or to rub, So, Christos is the anointed one, or the chosen one. And this word is used 45 times in the Septuagint, and it's the standard rendering for the word Mashiach, which is where we get the word Messiah. And something that might startle some people is that in the Bible, Jesus is not the only Christos. And and it's because it's not a name. It is actually a title the title of the anointed one or the chosen one, 
right? It, it's a title kind of like uh, Queen Elizabeth. Nobody just says Elizabeth. It, it's a proper name. People always associate her with Queen Elizabeth. She is a queen. It's the same thing. It is Christ Jesus or Jesus Christ or the King Jesus or Jesus the King. And in the Old Testament, or in the Septuagint, the, the word anointed one or Christos is used as, you know, the king, like King David, or, or the anointing of the high priest. And it's, those are the only two offices that actually have this title or this designation. And, and the main idea is that this is an anointed person. They are given authority and they are commissioned to do something. If you go look at 1 Samuel 10.1, it gives the picture of Samuel actually anointing Saul as king. And then 1 Samuel 12.3, uh, we get Samuel actually calling Saul his anointed one, or his Christos. And then Exodus 29.7, we get the picture of uh, the anointing of the high priest. Right? And these are figures of authority, and they have this kind of special rule over the people of Israel. They have a special function. So really see the royal language and concepts. Let's just, let's just go back to the New Testament. Let's go back to a very familiar passage by Paul and, and just think about the different aspects we've talked about for the last couple of episodes. You know, faith is believing loyalty. The gospel as the, the proclamation that Jesus is the rightful king, and just the idea of kingship in general. So, Romans 3, 21 through 22. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God, although it is attested by the law and the prophets, has been disclosed. Namely, the righteousness of God through the faithfulness or the loyalty of Jesus Christ for all who have believing loyalty. So think about that last little bit there, namely the righteousness of God through the faithfulness or the loyalty of King Jesus or Jesus the King for all who have believing loyalty in this King. Do you see the royal language? And really look at the difference that it makes in our understanding. We automatically, a lot of times, just we just glance over this idea of Jesus as a king because we're so used to saying the name Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus that we miss the big idea. Jesus is a king. Right? He is the king of the world. And the righteousness of God has been disclosed through the loyalty or through the faithfulness of this king. For all who show loyalty to this king. This is really important to understand. Think about being a Gentile about this time. Let's say in the time of Paul. And they've been a part of this, this imperial cult. Which is where they've basically uh, deified the emperors. Right? They've been worshipping these human emperors. And then all of a sudden you come along and say, no, 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 this, this person, Jesus, like he is the true king of the world. Or let's say you're a Jewish Jesus follower. And in your, in your ancestral scriptures, right, it's, it's taught that God is going to send some figure, some royal figure that is going to rule the world. And it's going to save 
God's chosen people, the Israelites. And you're waiting on that. And then all of a sudden this person, Jesus, shows up and everybody's saying, you know, have loyalty to this person because he is the king. He is the enthroned king of the entire universe. You know, and think about the gospel. We're supposed to herald that this person, Jesus, the king, is, has been enthroned. And, it, and it's about his love and his loyalty for all of humanity. It makes a very big difference. This is obviously just a really short summary of this topic. And it's not meant to be all-encompassing or overly technical. It's really just to introduce the idea and then get people to simply think about it. And there's a couple of really accessible resources by Matthew Bates. He has two books. One of them is Gospel Allegiance. The other one is Salvation by Allegiance Alone. If you're interested, I would definitely go pick up one of these two books and give them a read because they are very well written and it will change the way that you read Paul and the Gospels. Thanks for listening to the Bible Belt Heathen Podcast. If you enjoyed the content, don't forget to like and subscribe.